Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, thanks, Zach. Recording now. Something like that. That's staying in. I miss you, man. I wouldn't have done that otherwise if it was staying in, but um, <laughs> I guess we're on that track. I'll, I'll miss you, man. And I'm an embarrassed man. There we go. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? Hello there. My name's Lonnie. I'm here with Dylan. How you doing, Dylan? Doing amazing, mate. Doing fantastic. How about yourself? Not so bad. This is called I Miss You Man. But what does that mean? Well, Lonnie, it means we miss each other. And the premise of the podcast, as I'm sure you are getting at, is that we take each other on a journey each week that could be about anything. Life, pop culture, everything in between. And today, Dylan, you're in charge. Wait a second. No, you're not. It's actually me. <laughs> See what I did there? Okay. See what All I did there? Right. I do, because what's your episode about, Lonnie? Today, Dylan, we are talking about pranks, practical jokes, tricks, japes, hoaxes, leg pulls, frolics, rags, gambados, rigs, prats, larks, a spot of tomfoolery, rollicks, skylarking, monkey shines, <laughs> hot footing, shenanigans, hoodwinking. Oh, I like shenanigans. <laughs> That was your favourite? Yeah, of course. That's right, Dylan. Today, my true crime trilogy is extended once again. Now, I'm sure we'll get into this, but you consider pranks a crime, I guess. They can be, sometimes. They can sometimes result in death. Which, oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. We're not going to get into detail too much about that, but sometimes it happens. I hope not. Um, what do you think about it, though? The previous entries in the true crime trilogy, which is more than three now... At their true essence, they're just big pranks, aren't they, Dylan? Streaking, mooning, poo-jogging, defenestration, all classic pranks. <laughs> the classic prank of pushing someone out the window. We've all been there. I've asked you to think about some pranks, um, some of your faves, maybe some you've been a part of yourself, maybe you've been the subject of, maybe the object of. Um, and how'd you go with your list? Did you, did you think of something? I mean, I've just come up with the classics, you know, whoopee cushion, like, come on. Mm-hmm. Hall of Fame prank right there. That is, that, that's that's yeah. on the, route, the Mount Rushmore, isn't it? <laughs> I, th- I think so. I think so. You know, you got, you know, got fake poo, fake vomit. Um, yeah, every everything from jackass, basically. They're always pranking each other all the time, those boys. You've given us a good little insight to what's going to happen today, Dylan. I've got some uniform pranks. Um, we've got the, some some famous pranks, some prank events, and some pranks in pop culture. You really got it all. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Let's say everything in between life, pop, life and pop culture, Lonnie. <laughs> Indeed. And I, I did think about asking you to prepare some prank ideas and then just doing a different topic entirely, um, which is a prank <laughs> you pulled on me once, which is pretty fun, wasn't it? No, I never did that. Never did that <laughs> once, actually. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'm going to get you now thinking that it won't happen next week. That's prank time. You never know. No, I'm going into next week fully prepared now for anything. Mm, okay. You've shown your hand. <laughs> and you made a big mistake. You're doing it. Dylan, there's one person that sort of prompted me thinking about these pranks. So I'm going to put you... Ashton! <laughs> Not so much. He does get a mention later. I'm going to put us in the time machine and put us in the mindset. Okay. So it's 2001. You're an English footballer. You're playing for Man United, one of the clubs, big clubs up there, okay? You're getting ready for the team photo, which they take just before the game. Literally, like, they're on the pitch, about to play. They get the team together for the team photo, okay? You, yeah, yeah. You look around, and you notice someone standing next to you, and you don't recognise. It's surprising, as you should probably know who's in your team. But there's no time no, to ask questions. Yeah. There's no time to ask questions though, Dylan. The photo is taken. This mystery man disappears. Okay. All right. I'm with you. A little while later, still in 2001, you're a spectator at a cricket match. Uh, one of the batters gets out. And so, as happened to cricket, the next guy is making his way onto the pitch. But wait a second. He looks a bit different. Now there's two guys walking on the pitch. With their bats. What's going on here? You're going to fast... You're going to say shenanigans, most likely. <laughs> some, some hoodwinking, some monkey shines. For sure. Yeah, yeah. 2002. Fast forward a little bit. Michael Schumacher, he's making his way to the podium after winning the British Grand Prix. But wait. Someone else has sneaked in before him in the full kit and everything. Okay. Righto, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> We're going to move forward then to Wimbledon 2003. We've explored this tennis uh, tournament before, haven't we? Some long games mm -hmm. <laughs> happened there. Um, there's a big match about to start. Players are getting out to their warm-ups before they actually start playing. But you never believe it. This bloke is in a tennis player. No one we've seen before anyway. And he gets a few practice shots in before running away. Dylan, what if I told you that this mystery man is the same guy every single time. But who is he, Lonnie? He's a humble man called Carl Power, known to his mates as a fat neck. One of the great nicknames. Okay. Sure. He's what they call a blagger, so he's like a a guy who does pranks. He's a he's a jokester. He's a prankster, Dylan. Um great, yeah. He did these stunts just for a laugh, basically, and he got away with it, basically, due to his confidence. He's got balls, put it that way. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, for the soccer match, they got away with it at the time. I No one noticed. He just sort of sneaks away into the picture. They took it, and then he ran away. And he, he describes in the video I watched, it was kind of like, oh, that's it, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> um... But it was before digital photos, and so the photographer noticed, but he couldn't, like, at the, at the 
immediately at the time be like, what's going on here? Had to go get the photo like, you know, printed and, and put in the papers the mm. next day. Um, and they asked the photographer, this is like 15 years later, they did like a retrospective in this uh, news article, a news story I watched. Like, how do you know something was amiss? Just count, I reckon. Too many. Too many players in the picture. That's probably a good sign. <laughs> yeah, math is uh, either always right or always wrong, Lonnie. So Yeah. Also, one of the guys is like new. That's kind of an indication that something's amiss, isn't it? Um, True. Yeah, yeah. So it went viral back in you know 2001 version of going viral. There was a manhunt in the newspapers. Like, do you know this man? They like they posted his picture and stuff. Um, eventually, they did find him, and he sort of owned up to it, which was kind of the point. You know, you do this to get a bit of attention. Yeah, of course. Um, so he did. Then he went on to do the cricket one and the Grand Prix one, and also Wimbledon. And then in 2003, he and a bunch of friends. Invaded the pitch at Old Trafford, which is the Man United um, stadium. The three friends have nicknames on Wikipedia. I don't know who put them there, but I love his nicknames as well. So Fatneck right. is his Carl. His three friends, Hotshot, Beanie, and Bree. I mean, Hotshot and Beanie got the better names than Bree, but still, not too bad. Well, is Bree is Bree spelt like the cheese? Actually, it's B R I. So maybe it's short for Brian. It could be Bry. Yeah, think Bri, about it. We yeah, are in the north of England, so yeah. Yeah, um, probably Big Bry. Yeah. Big Bry, yeah. Um, but I think there's like 10 of them all up. And they ran out into the field and staged a recreation of a, of a goal from earlier in the year. So kind of celebrating that, but they got banned from the stadium at that point. Oh. Yeah, he still can't go there. At least he couldn't in the news article I watched from a few years ago. The thing about this, which makes it a good prank, I think, all these pranks is that he didn't have any real motive for it. It was just for fun, just to prove we could do it. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah. I mean, isn't, isn't that the motive in that of itself, though? Eh? No, that, yeah, it is. I think that's good. I, I think that makes it funnier, that there's no real anything else going for it, just, reckon we could? Yeah, let's give it a go. Um, no malicious intent. Yes, and I think that's key to a good prank, which we'll get into in much more detail soon. Mm. Um, Agreed. But, yeah, as a kid, I remember this happening. There was just this stories on the news about, you know, this guy who sneaks into pictures and, and whatever. It was just funny to me that he'd do it. Um, he's a bit older now. He was doing this probably in his 30s, 20s, um, and, you know, that was about 20 years ago. He's retired, um, as I asked him in the article of the news story I watched, and he said, retired for now. <laughs> Okay, we're all waiting on the comeback. I see how it is. Yeah, and I read a Guardian article, and the article's talking about some other pranksters that have sort of been inspired by him. Not as interesting. He's the main guy. And there's a quote here from the article. It says, In dark times, there is a basic joy in watching someone harmlessly outwitting the man. People need a bit of a smile, don't they? Power says. He's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, a smile never goes astray, does it, Lonnie? No, that's not true. I just love this idea that Britain, early 2000s, you just couldn't run a sporting event without worrying this bloke's going to turn up and ruin it. You just think they're all on edge <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Watch out for this man. I mean, clearly he weren't on edge enough because he kept getting away with it. Very true. Very true, Dylan. <laughs> you're... you're... Yeah, you're all right. Suck down that for you, mate. You're <laughs> trying to give it a go in between facts, will you? 
Now let's pull it back, back okay? Uh, let's let's define what a prank is. Um, Google tells us in, in very simple terms, a prank is a practical joke or mischievous act. It's funny, you know, most words that we need to know where they, they come from, we know I'm very big on etymology of words. We know this word emerged like the 16th century or so, but the origin is kind of unknown. Isn't that weird for a, for a pretty common word? For prank, yeah, mm. a bit strange. Um, there are some words that, that are pretty close in um, Dutch and French from around that time, um, and they're also sort of joint to the word prance we have now. So it's something like, you know, to show off, demonstrate, dance even is kind of similar in that sense. Um, sure. Which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of topics on this podcast that I do, I try to track, tackle things you know, something we take for granted, we never really thought too deeply about pranks. They've always just been in our life, I think. I ever sat back and thought about why we do this sort of thing? I guess to entertain, to make each other laugh at the end of the day. Yeah. And like you said, you've sort of alluded to already, pranks are good when they're lighthearted and nothing too serious, in my view. Exactly. The, the key, you, what you need to think to yourself before you're about to pull a prank is... Mm. When I reveal that this is a prank at the end, will we all be laughing about it? Mm. Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes, go ahead. If not, slay your old champ. It's not really a prank. It's bullying or, you know, being a dick, isn't it? <laughs> Otherwise. I know. It's, it's that it's that fine line in comedy you got to run, mm. Lonnie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Wikipedia also talks about pranks. And I've, you, you, know, you know we love Wikipedia in this podcast, Dylan. It's you the... do for sure. You you love Wikipedia. <laughs> you mentioned it once Definitely. or twice. I know you have. You you love Wikipedia more than anyone. You'll give them all your money. Your weekly paycheck, send it straight to Wikipedia. I know it. They talk about pranks as it's actually practical joke is the, the Wikipedia uh, topic for this. They Definitely. say it's a, it's a mischievous trick played on someone generally causing the victim to experience embarrassment, perplexity, confusion, or discomfort. Uh, practical jokes differ from confidence tricks or hoaxes in that the victim finds out or is let in on the joke rather than being talked into handing over money. Yes, very important. Um, or other valuables. <laughs> and practical jokes are generally lighthearted without lasting effect. They aim to make the victim feel humbled or foolish, but not victimized or humiliated. That's pretty. That's pretty yes. good. Yeah, exactly. When it comes to pranks, practical jokes, japes, etc., April Fool's Day, Dylan. That is like Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving all in one, isn't it? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. The ultimate holiday. Some would uh-huh. say that's when they do it. Um, do you like April Fool's Day? Do you do you get amongst it or anything? Oh man, not particularly. Mm. I enjoy going on the socials and seeing all like the the media corporations and different media, you know, various media personalities getting amongst it, having a bit of fun with their fans. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. It's but I don't I don't go actively out and partake in it. No, you haven't done it in the office or at home or anything to your to your mum or anything like that. <sighs> that's a bit rude, isn't it? Mm. Me own mother pranking <laughs> her. How dare you even suggest such a thing? No, I'm just wondering. You, you could do it. You could find the right one to do. I'm sure if you, if you put your mind to it. Uh, she's one of the good ones, I reckon. No, I wouldn't do it myself. Um, <laughs> now, I found on Wikipedia 
that April Fool's Day actually has a dark twin, Mischief Knight. Ooh, <laughs> Have you come across Mischief Knight at all, Dylan? It's not um, it's not Devil's Knight, is it? In October, is it the one? You're on the right track. Yes, it's. it's I'll tell you what Peter told me about this. Wikipedia told me personally yeah, about sure. this. Sure. Yeah. Mischief Night is an informal holiday on which children, teenagers, and adults, both young and old, engage in jokes, pranks, vandalism, and/or parties. It is known by a variety of names, including Devil's Night, Gate oh, Night, yeah, yeah. Goosey Night, Moving Night, Cabbage Night, and Mat Night. Two-thirds of those throw me out. <laughs> Cabbage Night. Cabbage Night. Um, so it's got its origins in the UK in the 1790s, if you believe it. Um, it kind of was starting out at one of the schools there. Like a schoolmaster was kind of saying this is the night to go out and do your pranks, kids. Mm. It'll spread from there. Um, also spread to the colonies, obviously. And, and it's kind of mainly popular still in America on the East Coast, in the New England areas. Um, as you said, sometimes celebrated around Halloween, like the night before Halloween, around that sort of period. Um, and occasionally in other parts of the country in different times of year as well. There you go. So what's the, what's the idea behind this? Is this like kind of like a soft purge? Like <laughs> get all your pranks out on this one night, yeah. that's fine. You know, any time of the year, no, don't do it. Absolutely. Um, so it's called moving night in some places because people often move like porch furniture around the <laughs> suburbs. That's yeah. I mean, it, that's a bit funny. That's all right. It's like especially if we just found the corner or something. Um, and never doesn't really say this as so many words. And I didn't do you know hundred percent research into doing pranks overall, not just mischief night. But I think it's exactly what you're saying there. It's like a way to let the kids know we'll tolerate on this night. Get your prank ganji out now, and then you can sort of control it and prepare for it. And so the kids sort of, they can do it in a controlled manner, I think, is kind of the, the idea, as these adults sort of thinking. Here's the thing that I don't agree with. Mm. Why are you doing it the night before Halloween? Were you already given the option of a trick? Trick or treat? Very good point, Dylan. I think Does that... it just roll into a thread? Like, if you're asking trick or treat, like, you, you saw what we did last night, Gary, <laughs> to your porch furniture. Give us a treat tonight or it's happening again, mate. Is that the idea? I think um, I read something and it was kind of like on Halloween night, it's kind of more for little kids and, you know, parents, and it's pretty much you're giving out candy. That's nice. This is the kind of the, the darker version of that, you know. This is the angsty teen version. Okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. And at least in Yorkshire and the UK, I'm guessing other places, it's a bit of a coming-of-age ritual. Once you're, like, turn 13 or something, you sort of that's your sure. night to go out and go do something fun. Yeah. Um, some examples in the US, at least, of, of what they do. They do a bit of TPing, the toilet papering of yards and buildings, um, egging of cars, people and homes. They use soap to write in windows. They fork yards. Have you ever seen forking? <laughs> Do they just throw forks on the lawn? Is that I think, what yeah, it is? They stab them into the into the lawn, yeah. 
Okay, I like that one. The other two, I'm not a fan of. Yeah. The Forky one is good because that's free cutlery, mate. Everyone <laughs> exactly. wins. Exactly. Uh, they set off fireworks too. They smash some pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns. And that sort of ties in, I think, to obviously Halloween, but also at least in the UK, that it's sort of the time they're doing um, Guy Fawkes bonfire night and stuff. So that can extend out either way. Funny hell, the UK's got a lot of stuff going on with their events and shit. Yeah, they, they, they love party, don't they? They love getting out there. They're pumping ceremony. Oh, they're all amongst it. You know, good on them. As we're recording, half the country's in a queue to see the Queen's coffin. So they love their bloody event. All right, Payne Lizzie. Yeah, and I wish we were One there. Of the good ones. I wish we were there recording this podcast in line. Uh, they also talk here about New Orleans, Norms, Big Easy, that they Mischief Night has um, kind of extended out into um, what they call a series of unruly parade-like riots. Um, yeah. So, mixing revelry with mindless violence, Mischief Night parades involve thematic floats in costumes as well as targeted vandalism and fires. So there you go. Okay, not not on there, right? Yeah. Especially the second one, especially set in fires. Yeah. Look, for some reason, arson doesn't seem like it fits in my true crime trilogy, hey? You don't, you don't think that's a fun little prank? Not really. Not arson? Well, not much. Uh, probably not. I'm going to turn the microscope onto you now, Dylan. How much arson have you done your life? <laughs> Oh, no. man. My first one was when I was 12. No. no what, what pranks have been apparent in your life? What have you done or what have you been the subject to? Really haven't done or been amongst many pranks in my life, to be honest. I think there's obviously been a whoopee cushion there, mm-hmm. you know, at some point. I'm sure everyone's come across one. Mm-hmm. It's on the Mount Rushmore for a reason. Um. You know, I, I did I did prank call a friend once. Okay. Um, <laughs> he kind of got out of hand, and we weren't all laughing at the end of it because he got a bit worried and put his mum on the phone. Oh no! I <laughs> oh, know. Poor boy. You live in your own, I guess. You know. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. That's why we live to make mistakes. Hmm. Um, but you know, I I thought about one time when I was with my nan. Once I was staying at her house for like a couple of weeks or something like that, mm. and I don't know who did it first, but we just kind of fell into just scaring each other over <laughs> and over again, <laughs> like just jumping up from behind, going bah! yeah. And it's got to the point it was so frequent, uh, <laughs> and we're trying to outdo each other. So I got a sensory light from from her garage, mm. and I just I was waiting in my bedroom playing video games, and I put it at the front door, and she came running at the room. <laughs> I saw the light go off. I'm like, I know you're there, man. He's like, dang it. That's, that's clever. It's a prank on a prank. I like that. Yeah, I got a reverse Uno card, mate. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And you haven't been pranked much yourself at work or anything? Nah, not particularly. No, not that I've come across. Not that I've realized, anyway. People Someone people might not to prank you because if they pranked you, they'd have me to answer to. So. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'd said old Gilly on them. <laughs> They'd have no chance at that point. Um, it might not surprise you, Dylan. I'm not much of a prankster myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we're going to finally get into your dark path. <laughs> not today. Well, the, not you, you might have to find the right topic you'll get inside me, Dylan, but not not today. Mm. Um, Hello. 
I, I didn't do it myself, I don't think, but I used to work with a team. I used to work with our good friend Mark in a particular oh, team. Oh, you, you've been pranking Jason. Okay. <laughs> and I think we did him once, actually. I don't know if I was, I was probably part of it, but we did it to other people too on the team, where if they walked away from their computer and left it open, we would um, download a picture and then change the background of their desktop to a picture of Barry Manilow. <laughs> and then when they, when they came back, they're like, what's going on? They were like, you've been Manilowed. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> so that's good stuff. Um, another thing, not really a prank, I guess, more just like a fun sort of thing. But um, if Sine and I hang out washing together, I went to my goal to try and get a peg onto her clothing at some point without her noticing. Good stuff. Okay. Right, yeah. You know pe- what? Good, good for you too. Have, have a good little <laughs> fun with your little pegs, right? The only thing it's I say horrible. about the only thing I say about that one is that once I, I, I really don't get. It's having fun. It's not really the like, idea is to prank the person. It's actually you know just a bit of fun sort of romantic stuff, yeah. you know. But I, I got one on you without you knowing. You know? <laughs> But when, the Classic. few times I've actually got on her without her noticing, I felt bad about it straight away because she's walking with a peg on her, on her back or something. So I tell her straight away, you know. So, Oh, you tell her. You don't just remove it silently in shame. <laughs> you got to do it at some point, you know. Also, I feel like it, it's good to do it when you're hanging the clothes out. The, the real trick, though, is to keep with you, keep a peg in your pocket and do it later on. That's the good stuff. Ooh. Did you ever do it in public? Did you ever... <laughs> I was going to say, do you have a pegger in public? But I probably shouldn't. I wouldn't say that, no. <laughs> and no, for the record. <laughs> okay. Maybe you go So I can't think of any other pranks I've really been part of. Um, I've got a list here, though, Dylan. Um, and some go through some sort of types of these, right? I would categorize most pranks and the ones we've sort of spoken about so far, apart from, from Carl over in the UK, as the practical jokes. These ones require some physical action, some practical element. And I feel like they're ones you sort of do to someone you know, family, friends, co-workers. As you mentioned, whoopee cushion. Classic. A great one. Oh, mate, it's, it's the ultimate, I think. The number one. I've got some other ones here. But I think by the time we get into this episode, we should try and think of what's also Matt Rushmore. But that's definitely up there, I reckon. Oh. Mate, that's Lincoln, for sure. Yeah. Um, the glad wrap on a tort seat. That's pretty fun. Um, Ooh, is it now? You like cleaning up piss, Lenny? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Not firstly. No, I don't actually. I now think about it. Um, the old hard boiling an egg. Don't know about that one. Um, Wait, what, what is that? What? You, you take an egg and you steal it from someone's fridge and then you hard boil it and so they can't eat it they try to try to eat it but it won't go uh so you like bo- hard boil it and then stick it back in the egg yeah yeah back and in then the just wait yeah yeah sure right and okay. the website i found that mentioned you should do it when you're camping because what else can you do now, i guess if you're out <laughs> sure yeah camping fucking sucks let's be honest it's the worst i wouldn't do it how much you love a beer, don't you? You suck at a beer, I don't yeah, you know those goals. I'm gonna drink it, you know. Um, 
This one I, I think is that's a, fairly... a good one. I like that egg prank though. Yeah. I've never had the bat before. There you go. This one I think is fairly recent in the world, at least from my understanding, but pretty good. Getting a little pair of googly eyes and putting on something around the house. <laughs> You're an easy man to please, aren't you? Put on the banana or something, you know? Oh, good. Good job. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, You're drinking so too, shit. I can tell. It's so shit. Googly eyes on random objects. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Um, what about the hand buzzer? You shake someone's hand but give them oh. a little shock. Mate, if it's good enough for the Joker, it's good <laughs> enough for everyone. That has to be Hall of Fame as well. I reckon it's up nearly there. Mount Rushmore. Um, yeah. And and it's sort of related to giving someone a pack of gum. They pull out the gum. It's actually electric shock again. Oh, yeah. Or a little, or a little like finger trap or something. Yes, yeah. yes, indeed. Um, I don't know if he calls a prank, but a website I saw said the sort of got your nose when you're playing with a little kid. You steal their nose. Yes. I guess that's a prank. If if they aren't really capable of cognitive thought, maybe. Mm, maybe. I don't think I've ever seen some person, but film and TV tells like the they're dropping a banana peel and someone can fall over. No. A bit much. No, that, that could result in injury. It's yeah. fun in Mario Kart. It's not yes. fun in real life. Indeed. Um, what about throwing some ice down someone's shirt? That's fun. That's harmless. It's just water. Especially in summer, I reckon. Yeah, exactly. Don't even nearly thank you for it at that point. <laughs> and that one actually reminded me of when um a teenager, and I don't know if this happened to, around you, Dylan, but you know some guys would go up to girls and, like, unclasp their bra on, over their shirt? Did you ever see this happening? Goodness me, no. Where were you hanging out, mate? Well, I don't. I remember one friend doing it a lot, and we just sort of just sort of went with it at the time. But I'm not looking back. Probably not good. Actually, not good. You dirty, horny devils! How dare you? I didn't do it myself, but I didn't say no when it happened. So, <laughs> of course you didn't. Nah, good on you. Yeah, that's for you. <laughs> you sound disappointed. Well, that's for you, Tom. If we go back in time, would have said no, probably to that. Oh, no. Oh, well. 
You live and learn, right? You live and you learn. I wouldn't do it these days. I wouldn't. Well, you like not being in jail, I'm sure. So absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so that that's the good stuff. I think that when I think of pranks and practical jokes, I think of that sort of whoopee cushion style stuff. There are some other styles though that I've got here. Um, lying to people, just straight up telling them something's not true. That's the whole, you know, telling someone someone's died or something like that just for fun. Oh jeez. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I don't think that's good. Yeah, probably not a good one. I mean, maybe lying about a random celebrity's death. I could mm-hmm. see that being mm-hmm. okay. But not if you're like, uh, sorry, your mum died. What? Oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. That is awful. Do just, not do that, please. And leading people on just, just, for, just to then tell them, oh, by the way, I was lying. People who are a bit gullible, <laughs> and, you know, that sort of stuff is not good. And like... I'll make a joke with Sinead, but I'll tell her straight away that I was joking, you know? But that's just, you know, a bit of, bit of fun. But people do this sort of viciously, which I think is not good. Um, the next one is kind of in the same sense, kind of what you were saying just before, just jumping out and scaring someone. Classic. Classic? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's over in a second, and then you can all laugh about it at the end. Mm, okay. Well, why do you disagree? Well, just a bit mean, you know? I'm going to get my nan onto you. She's going to have words with you. I'm just saying people shouldn't be scared in their own home. <laughs> Look, I won't, I won't lie. It, it did make that two weeks, uh, you know, <laughs> Derek a little bit. Uh, I was on my toes a lot of the time. It's funny you mentioned it with your grandma because that also reminds me of someone we went to school with. He told us, I don't know if you were there, he told us that he was staying with his grandma and was playing a game with her that she didn't know about, and it was called "Make Nan Think She's Going Crazy." Along those lines. Oh my God. And looking back, what he was doing was gaslighting her because he was like telling her it was the wrong day, or like telling her she'd already they'd already had dinner or something like that. Just telling the lies basically to make make her think that she was getting dementia. Do I know who this person was? I think you remember his name, yeah. Tell me, you can cut it out. Yeah. You can cut it out. Ah, he was a prick. Fuck him. Yeah. Not on. Alright, cut that out though. (laughs) No, that's I think you just bleep his name and still have me call him a prick. That's fine. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I wouldn't recommend those ones. Um also the pranks that you see online these days and also they're on some TV shows. We're kind of just like you're just screwing with somebody. And then you're filming it and putting it up online on those prank YouTube channels and stuff. I'm not really a fan of those, to be honest. I think that's okay, because afterwards you have to get their permission. So, obviously, they signed off on it at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I think there are some that are, that are nicer and some that are more mean-spirited. So, I guess, yeah, exactly. wherever it falls but on yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, if you're not getting their permission to post online, that's awful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, In the US... I guess is more of a thing, but it's kind of a thing in here in some places. It's the old student prank. So it's the college or the school or whatever. Now, you can either do it to your own school or we can do it to like the rival school. We've spoken about rivals. Um, you know, big football match, there could be something coming up. Um, streaking, as we mentioned, is pretty popular and it's a bit of a prank you can pull. Pretty easy. Classic. Doesn't require, I mean, doesn't, you, you know, you love it. You're pranking yourself, at, if anything, most of all. So... <laughs> 
doesn't require any um, prep really or anything. You just take clothes off. Off you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, down in, I think in New South Wales more than here in Queensland, well, at least in my experience in Queensland, um, they got muck up days down south, which is kind of like a sanctioned school event towards the end of year 12 where there's like a senior prank going on. Um, so the, you know, they might get together, they, you know, pull the paper, the, the library or something, but it's kind of sanctioned by the school. It doesn't really happen up here, which I think is probably good. It's what, uh, it's why Queensland's better than New South Wales. They're a bunch of ferals down there, aren't they? <laughs> they like to think they're above everyone else, but they're, they're dirtier than any of us. Ooh, there you go. That's right. And the last top prank I've got here, I might have missed some, so please let me know if you think other pranks that you might want to add to our sure. list. Um, doing a stunt, like what Carl did when he was joining the football team for the pitcher. Something that requires a bit of bravery, something you do out in public, but doesn't hurt anybody, you know? Yeah, that's fair enough. Hmm. So I feel like if you put the whoopee cushion on someone who's like sitting on the bus... That kind of seems mean. If you do it to your brother at the kitchen table, that's okay because that's kind of you know you got that level of familiarity. Doing it to doing a prank out in public, which requires doesn't require anyone else. That's the cool stunt, which is what he did when he did the tennis that time. You know. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's, I'll see where you're coming from. That said, I don't want everyone to be doing pranks all the time and doing stunts because you know when I go to the footy. I want to know that that's the the players are out there who actually should be the players, you know. <laughs> is that the wrong dog? Strict about your football. Well, no, 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 no. You like your football. You like an organised. You like a proper. You don't like shenanigans with your football, and I can respect that one. Thank you very much. So the best type of prank is harmless but funny, and everyone's cool with it at the end, as you said. Yes, mm. for sure. Now, I was going to look into pranks that went wrong, um, but pretty quickly, my research just had a bunch of people who died from pranks, and I didn't think that was really fun to talk about. So, just keep that in mind. Pranks are good when no one gets hurt or die as well, okay? Ideally, yes. Yeah, ideally, yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong there. A good prank doesn't go too far, you know? And if there's a potential yeah. for it to go too far, maybe just pair back a little bit. Just take it right back, okay? Well, that's what I was saying before. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Let's turn our attention to pop culture, which is one of our pillars of the show. Um, as you mentioned, Punked was the prank TV show of the day when we were growing up, wasn't it? Did you watch this? I mean, I caught episodes here and there mm. when flicking through channels, I'm sure, as did we all. Yeah. So it's embedded in the you know zeitgeist for a reason. Indeed, um, Ashton Kutcher. It was all celebrity based, from what I can see. The one that always comes to mind for me was Zach Braff. Do you remember this one? No, I don't remember any specific pranks. No, okay. run me through it. Well, I think please sticks out my on my memory because I like Scrubs and growing up, and Zach Braff was the Scrubs dude. Um, <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he was. He was the Scrubs dude. <laughs> Uh, but also it sticks out because, so the prank was, I think Donald Faison did it, the other lead actor from, from Scrubs, 
and they organised. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. They organised for Zach Braff's new car to be vandalised, and <laughs> oh, they didn't actually do it. It was like paint that could wash off easily or something. But ah, sure. Okay. He he found the kid who was doing it in the prank and like beat him up, <laughs> which I don't think anyone was expecting Zach Braff to do, given he's so mild mannered and was playing a you know pretty mild mannered character. But yeah, he just laid into it apparently. And like kind of fair enough in some ways. That's his new car. <laughs> like I don't think you should I don't condone beating up children, for the record. You but I can see violence. I can see why he did it, you know, you, you create the conditions for him, so Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. So what what happened afterwards? They're just like, Well, Zach, it's it's actually a prank. Now we have to call nine one one. I've I've they say beat up. I think he maybe just like roughed him a little bit, and then they they told him it was a prank. I think they cut out just that like in the broadcast. Grabbed him by the collar and shook him yeah. a bit. I think beat him up was kind of you know, is perhaps the story rather than the actual stuff. But yeah, they didn't broadcast that bit apparently, and it was all okay in the end. <laughs> That's good. I just like to imagine like Donald Faison runs out from the the van. It's like chill, chill. He's a child. <laughs> it was a prank, bro. Just a prank, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, some other ones, the famous one was Candid Camera. That's kind of, that's become a bit of a trope name now, isn't it? You're on Candid Camera. Um, yeah, secret video tapes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just for laughs, gags. I recall being on TV a lot as a kid. Don't know, didn't ever really watch it, but it was around. And of course, Jackass is the big one as well. Absolutely. The ultimate. And mm. again, it's got that air of familiarity. Did mm-hmm. you crave from your pranks? It's just the boys pranking each other mm. more than anything. Yeah, and they're doing stunts too, aren't they? Which in between, yeah, yeah, yeah. good yeah. on them, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, good on them. I never watched it. I just, I'll take you over for it. Really, you've never seen any jackass? I mean, I've, I've seen bits and pieces. Like I know enough to know what they were about. That it's not for you. Not really for me. I don't think. Nah, good on you. I'm a bit straight edge. Don't know if that's obvious or not, but <laughs> I've probably kept that quiet. He but... says as he's drinking a beer, yeah. <laughs> uh, so in other pop culture events, we've got The Office, so the American Office, and also the British Office, but Jim was known for his pranks on Dwight. Um, I know you hate The Office, so we don't have to go into detail about that, but that, that happened. I, d- I don't hate it. It's fine. I just don't know why it gets as much love as it does because mm. the British office is way better and it seems that that's fallen by the wayside, which is, quite frankly, plum unacceptable, Warning, if I may say. Well, the famous one from the British office, which they recreated in the American, is the stapler in the jelly, which is <laughs> yeah, a good prank. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. That is good. It's good because the jelly, like, it's not destructive. You can get it out. A stapler isn't yeah. something that's that important. You can use someone else's if you need to. And it's the visuals. Paid. Yeah. Good stuff. Great stuff. Um, other pranks that came to my mind were like Bart ringing up Mo on The Simpsons with these fake names. Good stuff. <laughs> prank calls, yeah, for yep. sure. A classic. That mm. I think prank calls nearly need to be on... Uh, yeah, I'd say throw them on the... On that rational? I reckon so. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Okay. Agreed. Um, Superman has a villain called the Prankster. 
Doesn't he? Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know much about him. He hasn't made many adaptations, but he's a villain who yeah. who uses pranks. He seems a bit like a Joker inspired character, to be honest. Oh my goodness. I thought knockoff Joker stopped at the trickster, but we've gone even further. <laughs> the guy called the prankster. Um, and also, you could kind of call the Joker a, a prankster, I guess, at some point. Oh, mm. The ultimate, the greatest of all, the goat, as they say, mm. Lonnie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although, <laughs> if you'd argue, some of his pranks get a little malicious at times. Okay. That's his thing, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's, his, it's, his, it's his calling card, as some yeah, would say. Yeah, well, that's right. Uh, also, Fred and George and Harry Potter, massive pranksters to the point where they have a prankster store. That's good stuff. Yeah, mate, they're going out. Mm. Now, I looked up TV tropes still, and they've all got, they've got sections for all these um, categories. Maybe it's like sometimes like literature, live action, animated films, or whatever. They've also got a pro wrestling section, which right. I know some names, I don't know the details necessarily. But what I've got here right. I thought was interesting says that in one episode of WWE Storytime, don't know what that is. I think that's on... It's an original series on the network, I believe. It's just wrestlers telling stories and it's animated, I believe. <laughs> okay. Mark Henry. A wrestler's name. Don't know him. Yeah, the world's strongest man, mate. Yep. Okay. He mentioned that... Literally, by the way. Okay, that's good. He mentioned that Vince McMahon uh, pranks everybody and nobody pranks him back because they're afraid they'll be fired. Does that seem true yeah, to you? That's, yep, that sounds about <laughs> right, yes. But I think I think he does appreciate being pranked. I think he likes being treated as one of the boys. Okay. But there's no one really had the guts to do it. Absolutely. Also, is it a prank if you're the boss? Like, is that just sort of... <laughs> I guess it's a prank, I guess. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a power dynamic there that is potentially fraught with danger. Anyway. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Mm. But, yes. you know, come on. Vince McMahon taking advantage of his, of his position of power over others. How dare you even, doesn't. even insinuate that that could mm. happen? How's he going in the wilderness, I wonder? Okay, enough. <laughs> no, not enough, Vince. Come on. There might be pranks, pranks galore now in the bloody change rooms of... WWE, I reckon. Probably, probably. Mm. Seems like everyone's having a lot more fun these days now that he's been outed. Mm, there you go. A, a fiend and a deviant. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. You, you're not fair enough. Allegedly. Allegedly. For, for, that's for the lawyers, that one. Um, <laughs> okay, Dylan. What advice would you give a would-be prankster? As I was saying before, have a think through about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Have a think if the juice is worth the squeeze, if you will. <laughs> yes. Hey. Good, good stuff. And then also think about, as I said before, if at the end of this you're all going to be laughing, go ahead. If you think there's a chance the other person's going to be pissed at the end or upset, probably time to pull the plug. Good idea. I think uh, for a prank on someone. I think it should be something small that only causes that momentary confusion or shock. Not something where, even for that moment, it'd be really heartbreaking. 
I feel like that's even a bit much. You know, that, that whole thing about, oh, my God, your grandma died? Just kidding. Ooh, no, don't do that. No, mom. Yeah. Well, no, that's not good. Um, for a prank on society, I think it's something that doesn't hurt people but requires a bit of bravery, like the great man Fat Neck showed us. Yeah. A hero of his own time. That's cool. right. So there we go. Pranks. They're up there. So in our, our Rushmore, we should probably finish off. We'll be cushions. Prank calls. Prank calls. The buzzer. Yeah, I'll throw the buzzer on there. Yep, what yep, else have we got sure. then? Do you think scaring people, like jumping up behind them or something? <laughs> I mean, that's my personal Mount Rushmore. Mm. Um. Remember ghosting? That was a bit of a prank for a while, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you like that or you feel that's a little bit too much? That's all right. That That's some of our pranks is down here in Australia. That was a Hamish Dandy special from my memory. Yeah. Um, also, that they've talked about... Know, you wanna... Sorry, go on. Explain. I was you, saying, you, you want to yeah. explain it. You tell us, Dylan. You're the ghosting expert here. <laughs> I'm not. I just saw it happen a lot. But it's basically you walk really close behind someone without them noticing you mm-hmm. until they do, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's how long you can go. Um, what about Nick knocking, which is knocking on someone's front door and they're running away before they come to the door? Potentially. What about Potentially. leaving a bag of poo on their porch, lighting on fire, knocking the door, running away. They come out, they see it's on fire, they stamp it out, they get poo on their shoe. I don't think so. I don't think too much lingering cleanup time mm. is acceptable. That's why yeah. I don't like TP. That yeah. is a day's work to sort out if you get TP'd. Not yeah, okay. Absolutely. You know what? Mm. I nearly think, I nearly think the hard boiled egg one. <laughs> I <don't> really want. <laughs> you like the hard boiled egg? All right. That's funny. It's funny. It is funny. I think. You shouldn't do all the eggs. Just what? Just one or two to no, show. No, just one in the yeah. bunch. Yeah. One egg. Okay. I think that's fun. I think that's good. Done. Okay. Let's do it. And if you can draw, please draw that up. Send it through us. To us, we'll put it on Instagram. It's gonna be great. Oh my goodness. Okay. Go That'd be good. For sure. Well, that's pranks done, Dylan. Um, I wouldn't prank you without having a get amongst the suggestion, would I? Oh, bloody hope not. What are, you, what are you getting amongst this week, mate? I think it's a first for me, Dylan. In this segment, where I normally recommend film, TV, books, fast food items on occasion. I'm going to recommend this week, Dylan, a video game. Now, I've kept this one quiet for the pod. Okay. I've been playing a new video game recently, Dylan, about halfway through. The little game called Stray. Ah, oh, the uh, the cat one. Uh-huh. Right, of course. You, you, you love your cats. That I love cats. Yeah, you got it, haven't you? Have, you? have you played it at all? No, I hate cats. I have no interest in it. But I'm, I'm sure you love it. I'm sure mm. it's great. It is great. Disappointing, what, what's, what's but it, it is. Be well, you play as a cat, so that's cool. <laughs> that's the main attraction. Gross. <laughs> Come on. I found it through Twitter. I, I'm pretty sure it was through Twitter, and it was our friend Lauren 
tweeting about it or liking a tweet or something like that. Mm-hmm. She was she was involved from now. A few weeks ago now. Um, so basically you're a cat and it's far in the future. Humans aren't around anymore, but robots are. And you're in this sort of walled up city with um, sort of layers. So there's like a bottom layer and then there's sort of levels up throughout. And there's been a huge sort of post-apocalyptic sort of events been going on. And these robots have been stuck in you. And no one ever thought there were still living beings around. But this cat has fallen through and needs to get out to get back to his friends. It's really nice. It's part of the fun is playing as a cat. You can meow, you jump around, and it's cool. You're you're in a city, and it's a it's a inspired by real life cities, but it's robots around and stuff. But it's kind of cool seeing a city from a cat's perspective and jumping around and doing things you couldn't do as a human in a game. So that's cool. Okay, is there is there a mini game where you let yourself get pet for twenty seconds and then start clawing and biting at who's petting you? Is that is that in there? You don't do that. You can rub up against the the robot's legs. You can lie in their laps. You can purr and jump around and help them out. I'm not a cat man. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, nah. It sounds like a lovely little game. It I'm is. Sure, I'm sure you enjoyed yourself. I'm, as I said, about halfway through. I was playing it for a while, then I sort of took a break, and I'm going back into it, trying to finish it off. It's kind of like I probably like being a cat more than I like the rest of the game. If you know what I mean? It's like it's like puzzles and stuff, and none of them are that hard. But that's also that's good because you, you're being a cat. That's the main attraction here. So it's good. Recommend it. Okay. Get amongst it. All right. Pretty sure it's uh, free on PlayStation Plus. I think. I paid if you for have it. PlayStation Plus. Oh, I didn't. I PlayStation Plus, so that's that's my thing. Unlucky, mate. Unlucky. Mm. Oh well. How much was it? It was like forty bucks. It was like pretty pretty good. <laughs> Holy fuck! You're playing as a cat, it's Dylan. Fucking, I don't know. It's fucking meow. <laughs> I don't know what else I can tell you. You can be a cat, so. Oh, I wouldn't let someone pay me forty dollars to be a cat. Nah, good on you. I hope that's a prank. You can find us on the socials. Uh, we're on Instagram, mm. Facebook, Twitter. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. The pod might be over. We got our, we got our website. Uh, you can email us. Uh, links in the description. Please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Mark the man. Thank you, as always, for the theme song. And Lonnie, I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Good on you. Okay. Well, good stuff. You pranked me, Neil. <laughs> that was a good wrap-up. Good on you. All right. Thanks, man. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.